Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart podcast in the world. I'm your diehard romantic, <laughs> Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Elenita. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. And tonight, we are discussing, with vim and vigor, <laughs> the dog who knew too much. <laughs> Memoria. <laughs> yeah, well, we've already discussed Memoria, so we're really pumped. The slow-paced art film, Memoria. <laughs> Which we are big fans of. True. If you have a chance to see Memoria in your town, it is only going to be showing <laughs> in art house theaters. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> if you if you uh, have have the you know the wherewithal, or what, what do you call that? The it's not patient fortitude. Fortitude. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think it's fortitude. It's not like this. It's was a, it, it was not a struggle. <laughs> If you have the desire to uh, to see the opportunity, and yeah, if you have desire plus opportunity to see Memoria, I highly recommend it. Yeah, but that's Motive not what we're talking about. Opportunity. Oh, it's not shit. <laughs> that, no, that is what we just talked about for half an hour yeah. before we started recording. <laughs> right. So we're kind of talked out. Yeah. Sorry, look, look out for our next podcast about <laughs> Memoria <laughs> called Memoria. "It Was Memoria." <laughs> It's really long. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes there's like really long stretches of silence. Silence, yeah. <laughs> but you'll be so engrossed. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm guessing you want to know what the dog who knew too much was about. The dog who knew too much. The dog who knew too much. Well, I'm going to tell you in uh, a minute or less in the segment we call Ooh, the Minute This is Max. exciting. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, are you guys ready for this? I think so. <laughs> Probably not. I, can one ever be ready for this? <laughs> so. Can one? The dog who knew too much. Uh, <laughs> Freeway is at a dog show in the park, and uh, they meet this other dog with a really kind of on the spectrum owner. And uh, then Mary Warrenoff <laughs> shows up in fingerless gloves and starts <laughs> shooting at him. He runs away. Uh, the dog stays with the hearts because, duh. Uh, the do- the hearts take the dog home. They name him Watson. They're like, we don't know what the fuck was happening, and the cops don't either. And uh, then that dude comes to their house and says, "Hey, can I get my dog?" And they're like, uh, "He's at the vet, but there's something weird about you. We don't know if we don't know if we want to give you the dog back." So they go to his hotel, and he's dead. And then Mary Warrenoff <laughs> and <laughs> and her her man of hench are uh after the hearts in the most hilarious manner possible uh they wander through stars hollow with freeway <laughs> um and uh it turns out that this guy from a chemical company oh, wrote no. a formula on the dog bye oh my god Shit. uh-uh, mm. uh-uh. <laughs> me go now yes all right <laughs> just making sure the dog who knew too much the Hearts of Freeway at a dog show, and there's a man who asks them to watch his dog, and he has very shifty eyes, and he starts running away. Very uh, clearly, something you should be suspicious of. So people start shooting at him, and he drives away. Though he gets away, they take the dog home. They rename it Watson. They send him to the vet to get him checked out. The man comes by for the dog, and they obviously don't trust him. He doesn't know the dog's name, so they don't give him the dog back. So then these two, the two, the women, the woman who was shooting at him and the man go to his hotel and, and he has a heart attack while they're threatening to kill him. <laughs> so it turns out he worked at a chemical company that the villain owned and he developed some million dollar idea and he put the, he <laughs> tattooed the dog or put chemicals on the dog to 
to put the plan on the dog that you can only see under a special light. So they're all looking for the dog, but they kidnap Freeway thinking it's his dog. And so they do a trade at a train museum to get Freeway back. <laughs> they trade the dog, but the dogs run away. And then they beat up the villains, and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> and the dogs come back. And then the dog goes back with a little boy. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, hard, okay. Hard episode. It's uh, a twist and turn. It's something. Mm-hmm. It's something. It is an episode of television. <laughs> Do you think like the man who knew too much that there was an earlier version of the dog who knew too much, like in 1964, and then they made this one? Yeah, it was in an episode of the like, man from is that the Is it 34 to 24 year gap or something? <laughs> okay. Okay. The dog who knew too much. Here we go. I'm going to do a minute max, everybody. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Please stay tuned while I speak of this episode for approximately 60 seconds. <laughs> the dog knew too much. So it is Samoyed and sleeping bag coat season in Bel Air, California. <laughs> That's right. It's the Bel Air Kennel Con- Club contest thing <laughs> where there's just a bunch of kind of snooty looking people in the aforementioned sleeping bag coats and um, the hearts are there. And there is a miscellaneous category, which I personally as a miscellaneous human found vaguely <laughs> insulting, but Jonathan's really excited that and is going to take home um, an award. And it's the first time when I really see the hearts as like helicopter parents or something, which is weird. And so there's another man there and he's super weird and seems very agitated. And he's like, Hey, um, I know I just met you, but will you watch my dog for a second? And then he goes to his car and then, uh, two people chase after him and, uh, blow all the windows out of his car. And then he takes off. So then they have the dog, they name it Watson, which I love. And then it turns, you know, they're just kind of hanging out, waiting for the man to find them, the dog, because they did introduce himself. He goes there. It turns out the dog is tattooed with a chemical formula that's worth millions of dollars. And you know, they fight so much. Yes. <laughs> the end. <laughs> they Great. do fight an awful lot. So many. I feel like this is, in terms of fighting villains, this is the fightingest episode. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Of the series. They fight. I stopped counting at four fights. Mm-hmm. Wow. I yeah. totally then I was agree. like, I was like, my counting is stopping me from enjoying all the fighting. <laughs> Ooh, there's more fighting. There's so many twists and turns of those dogs going in and out of their grasp and everything. And in and out of tubes. Do we have... I have a lot to say about the playground when we get there. Well, let's uh, um, oh, we're we, but there's more. We do indeed have word from Sister Family Playhouse Sisslers. about what the fuck happened in this episode. Well, thank God. Sisters of America. (laughs) We salute you. (laughs) The Sisler Family Playhouse proudly presents The Dog Who Knew Too Much. At a knockoff Westminster, Jonathan and Jennifer end up with a dog owned by a discount Buck Henry after he was shot at. (laughs) Captain Bowtie shows up looking for his dog, which Jennifer named Watson, but the hearts don't trust him. Our couple of hench watches Mr. Elbow Patches give up Jonathan and then he dies. The couple of hench (laughs) force their way in a willow (laughs) pond and confront the clueless hearts. Mayhem Mayhem ensues. The hearts are confused. The cops are confused. Hell, everyone is confused. (laughs) Meanwhile, in Van Eyes, our couple of hench and their boss discover Peter Strick's super secret chem lab. Apparently, the wayward biochemist imprinted a formula 
over $50 million on the skin of his dog. It only took five years, but the hearts are battling Damien, the Antichrist. Darling, that's not Sam Neill. <laughs> oh, yeah. Turns out the security chief was a master criminal. Jonathan and Jennifer go all in and plan to trade Watson for Freeway. The hearts discover the formula in question as a breakthrough in biogenetics. Shake gets real in a train yard as the hearts get Freeway back. Fortunately, no one was hurt. Thomas, tank engine! Stopping the hearts is a real <laughs> pipe dream. Jonathan and Jennifer prove again that saving the day is just a walk in the park. <laughs> the end. Yay! <laughs> Thank you, Sislers. Okay. Um, okay. Wow. Uh, there's, I don't have any notes, but I feel like I do have some things I would really like to express about this episode. Mm. Um, and I hope <laughs> you feel the same. You're in the right place to do it. Then we have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, I'm not. Re- I'm not mentally prepared to talk about the park yet. I found the park very disturbing. The park, but was I do want to talk. Yeah, I want to talk. Please, 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 about <laughs> <laughs> when they find the gigantic old warehouse mm. that science biochemist Mister Strick. Peter Strick has converted into the lab where he mm-hmm. steals proprietary <laughs> formulas mm-hmm. because it is proprietary. He came up with it while he was working for Veritech. So he is a criminal. But when they walk in, the two persons of Hench follow Mr. Troy, the worst security manager ever. Um, <laughs> sorry, security executive. They walk into that lab. And of course, it has all the colored heart to heart chemical juices in it but it's also full fucking jammed with really bad taxidermy yes like <laughs> such bad disturbing yeah. taxidermy the cat in particular yeah um i wish i could look look for eternity <laughs> at mary warnov petting the fucked up cat face <laughs> the way that that cat's face looked like it looked like all bumpy underneath like i feel like that cat looks like me when i woke up the day that I turned 40. <laughs> That's me. Thank you. <laughs> I have to say, Joe was showing me a screenshot or <laughs> doing that exact thing because we were so predictable right it's now. It's so puppy um, looking. It's really weird. Yeah, it's it's little legs. so demented. But the line the of the rabbit? episode for me, there's a rabbit on the counter. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is that the man of Hench um, walks in and just like looks just very slightly to the left and right and says what everyone's thinking, which is he just looks and says, weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The combination of. Like, Bravo. You're a terrible man of Hench, but you really yeah. nailed that. La- science lab Accurate. with taxidermied animals everywhere is something is fucked up. Yeah, there's. I thought it was gonna go way dark for at, yeah. for a minute when they walked in there and there was nothing but like animal fur everywhere. Uh, I was like, oh shit, like, like Doctor Moreau or something. Yeah, or, or I just got worried for Freeway. Skinning honestly. dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were oh. skinning dogs. Like <laughs> that was creepy. Well, I mean, he's not not skinning dogs that we know of, but. <laughs> But the I thought that like the tattooing the animal's skin, mm-hmm. like it was an opportunity for them to shave freeway and they didn't, which is good. Oh, but, I know. Um, the the glow in the dark thing, like I love anything that is even like in the same orbit 
distant orbit as invisible ink. Yes. That's just a thing for me. And so I love that whenever something like goes under the thing and it's like, Oh, mm-hmm. like that's always the greatest moment. And this, this one's a doozy. I got to like, yeah, I got to can him to that one. That was, that's, that's some good shit. Um, but also then I was thinking about the creepy st- way that they stamp uh, meat with um, oh, grape yeah. juice or with like weird, similar, like luminescent. Oh yeah. Serial numbers and stuff. I was thinking, cause you know, obviously they're looking for some documents or something the entire episode. You don't know how, mm-hmm. obviously the dog has something to do with it, but you don't know how. And this was a very interesting, clever way to make that happen. Cause now it would just be a thumb drive on the dog collar, but obviously in the 80s it would be i don't know what that would be be a little more analog i thought that they i was like they put did they put documents inside the dog it would would be like it would be like micro a micro cassette or like a tiny roll of microfiche or something people had had small yeah small little little things but so he definitely could have done that too rather than developing a technique of tattooing (laughs) yeah he's experimenting on the taxidermy animals I think to test, like, I'm just guessing I'm not a scientist, but, um, yet, but (laughs) he's testing the permanence of the ink, I think, and the efficacy Mm. of the tattooing method Mm. is my guess. But he went to like Joe's bargain basement, weird, sad taxidermy place and just bought like all of the, (laughs) he got the dumpster (laughs) ones. Yeah. He got, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the ones that are out back, the testers. And then he started uh, a Twitter account called Bad Taxidermy. Bad and- Taxidermy. Yeah. That's how he made it. That was his that was his fifty million dollar idea. <laughs> then the copycats came. Uh so this- I have taxidermy in my house. You you guys don't have to you you you're not that person. No, anymore. no, no. We I live with a vegan. I also uh, like I, I don't I would I don't think I would want any taxidermy in my house. I've never been a I've never been a fan of taxidermy. It's just to me, proof of death. <laughs> uh, so no, no need. But this episode felt to me the most, I think the most of any heart to heart episode, like an early Disney movie, like TV mm. movie, a la the cat from outer space. Yeah. I was just going to say the cat from outer space. <laughs> the, the, yeah. The, the uh, computer wore sneakers. The, Disney. Yeah. Disney live action television movies. Yeah. Yeah. This felt so much like that. It was kind of beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Like, like the stakes were only high for the dogs. (laughs) Yeah. Um, There was, there was nothing body really. Like there was no, there was no sexual stuff that I can remember. Yeah. It, It felt very, kid friendly this episode felt really kid friendly and then it was like fight after fight after fight and these fights well, of course, lots are of just low like, grade bumbling yeah mm-hmm. yeah but uh shit got bungled <laughs> it was it was it felt like that so much that i was while wondering like how does the dog have anything to do with this yeah. i started wondering like is the dog going to speak the formula for something like is, <laughs> are they are they gonna suddenly be like like Watson speaks in the lab, go, like four, you know, two, six, yeah. <laughs> four part barium. <laughs> <laughs> Touching the buttons, and it was like, mm. 
uh, you can see like the taxidermied paw like yeah. pushing the buttons like or just like like uh, like in Congo he's oh yeah he's the got the language. computer voice yeah the sign language Rain I drink I feel like the thing <laughs> 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 the thing that would <laughs> the thing that would have would have made it full on like Disney live action would be if the people of Hench had a little more um, camaraderie, like if they just had a few more glances, a few like some eyebrow raising, like if they had a little more um, collaborative yeah. scene opportunity and perhaps on the cutting room floor. But I kind of loved the two of them as the duo of Hench. I, yeah. I just thought that was a, a very modern combination. I mean, you already know, you already know that I'm just like obsessed with Mary Warrenoff. And yeah. so, like, as Bitch, soon as she, she was in Chelsea Girls, <laughs> the world should be she... obsessed with Mary Warrenoff. She's in Chelsea Girls for anybody that didn't know that. Boom. This Disney episode of Heart to Heart cast avant garde film girl. <laughs> movie star uh-huh. Mary Warrenoff. Yeah. Who yeah. I think is unparalleled in wow. her fucking field. Like, there's no one yeah. like her. She's it's she's true. she stands a she, the cheese stands alone. <laughs> and, and like the the fact that she showed up, I, I think that's why I thought this episode's gonna go dark because <laughs> she's an eating right. Raoul. Yeah, like, Death Race two thousand. Death Race two thousand. She's also in Night of the Comet. Night of the Comet. <laughs> I haven't we're seen any so, of these. We're being so weird Night of the right Comet. Now. Have I? I, I had to have shown you Night of, Night of the Comet. I don't know. I uh, I don't know if I've seen her before. <laughs> uh, she's oh, she's fantastic. Eating she's, Raul. She's great in this episode. So great. And so and so, she does get a little dark. She does she get a little dark. Stabs that pillow. She, she carries around a knife and she cuts open anything stuffed. Yeah. Or aligned, mm-hmm. uh, which was kind of slowly. I love yeah. that, but I also love that she carries she wears... like a giant Colt forty-five or something. <laughs> she wears fingerless knit gloves, <laughs> which, yeah. if you're a criminal, that's completely pointless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just to like be it would have been, it would have been scarier if she just wore the fingers. She also wears a beautiful, perfect red lip. She mm. does, and I her hair was like the perfect, like it's so done. Good. But but uh, her hair was casual. Jackie Bissett. Yeah, yeah, that was Jackie Bissett hair. And she effortlessly really effortlessly flips Max onto a couch and knocks him unconscious. Yes, she does. Where <laughs> he's like, she's strong. Mm-hmm. That's scary. It's like, yeah, she is. Good information because you're going to fight her at least five more times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's 16 more fights That's happening wild. in this <laughs> episode. Yeah. Mary Warrenoff, we love you so much. Yeah, yeah Joe doesn't great. yet, but he will. Well, I loved her from this episode, <laughs> and she was like, yeah, she definitely stood out, even though I don't know her other roles. She in was, her in her chunky shawl collar sweater. She yes. sort of reminded me of the nun assassin. The, the, <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, oh yeah, yeah, uh-huh. definitely. Just, MB. Yeah, badass. Yep. Yeah, she doesn't. Maria. Oh my God! If Ma- Maria Mavis. Uh, uh, oh yeah. If she was, if Mary Warrenoff Martha. was cast in that role, that oh would have been a God. whole new game. Like yeah, totally. <laughs> I feel like Mary, her face, her face, her face. Mm-hmm. Joe, you've never seen Eating Raul. I don't know. Oh, don't you would so. love it. You would love it. Mm-mm. I should watch that. Yeah, it's an, it's, it's so an great, animal. and it it's from like this crazy pocket of films that I think now are like, I mean, that are, it's been like in the cult category 
pretty much since it came out, but I feel like there's a whole slew of super, super dark eighties happenings. That is just a little, little bundle of films that I have real affection for. Mm, Nice. And that's one of them. Eating Raul fits to me into it's like the, the it's like the New York vibe. Well, I consider it a little more like a New York version of John Waters. Like I think Paul Bartel mm. was like because it is campy. Mm-hmm. It's very campy, but it's but it's dark. Well, it's not darker. It's a different shade of dark than John Waters. Like mm, okay, <laughs> it's more it's more New York uh-huh. than Baltimore. Uh-huh. It's sort of Paul Bartel. He directed it and he stars in it yes. also. Yes. Who I also love. And who I'm shocked mm-hmm. has never been a villain on a hard to episode. <laughs> like, how is how has that not happened? I'm I'm assuming yeah. he was he had to have been offered a part. Don Ruse had to have said, like, Paul, come on, honey. Let's do <laughs> let's do this. You get to you get to sell ice cream. <laughs> You're a chocolatier. <laughs> putting mustard on hot dogs. Um, can we please talk about Mrs. O'Brien's bakery? Oh, my. You mean Pennywise O'Brien? Pennywise, the bakery. Oh, my it God. Boulangerie. She was terrifying. What? I really liked her glasses. Yeah, but that scene also was the most Disney that the whole thing got because they're following freeway to find Watson who's run away so they're just walking behind him for hours and the and Max is driving clearly being followed yeah but but Max is driving behind the hearts and then the villains are Mm -hmm. all piled in a car 10 feet behind Max driving Mm -hmm. all just following this dog walking around the village and he comes upon the baker (laughs) the village of Bella yeah this baker that he obviously knows and she gives him a treat and she looks so much like Pennywise the clown. She has her <laughs> eyes are insane. Oh. She's so terrifying looking. She's intense. Like yeah. she's really and she's giving she's doing like this weird Irish accent. Yeah. That but using hers. Scottish expressions. Yeah. <laughs> like big eyes, wide bug eyes and like smiling with her big red hair. I mean, she's probably the sweetest person in the world, but she those expressions, I was like, is this our new villain? What's happening? What is <laughs> who is this? And right, she was in it for the 10 new seconds. Mrs. Bitters, Mrs. Bittersweet. Mrs. Bittersweet. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah, and all of this takes place in Stars Hollow, I have to say again, right. yet again, they they end up on the Warner lot. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I I kept getting distracted, being like, "That's that's Eastside Tillies," and that's <laughs> yeah, Ugh, yeah. I'm, I'm that nerd now. Joe made me this person. <laughs> no, that's not true. Blah blah. Yeah, everybody get mad at me because I don't care about the Gilmore Girls. You don't have blah, to. Blah, blah. No that one does. Was always hiding under the surface of Eric. <laughs> um. So when they're at the weird uh, event or party or something with the Veritech folks. Yeah. When Jonathan's like, my you totally useless uh friend Dave, who <laughs> owns Veritech Ver- whatever, mm-hmm. will give us zero helpful information at this weird cocktail event. And they go to that weird event, but then it is it at their offices? I guess I must have like walked out of the room or something. Is it at their offices? Because no. they're legit in the weird cocktail space. And then yeah. they walk into another room and Mr. Troy the sinister security criminal calls 
Lieutenant Croydon, where he calls the the fuzz. He's like, I'd like homicide. And then while he's standing there, he, there's like multiple beakers of brightly colored heart to heart chemical lab rainbow juice. Oh, it might have right. been the it might have been the chemical company. Yeah. Well, that's too bad because I was thinking that's a really freaky decor thing to have if you own Veritech, <laughs> and that's kind of rad. I thought it was. I thought it was a, an apartment or a house with the most violent gray carpeting. <laughs> Like that's that's where they violent were. gray. Yeah, it was brutally gray <laughs> carpeting. Mm-hmm. That's where they were at the party. But then, yeah, they meet the security officer who is the main villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spoiler alert: Troy. Yeah, <laughs> and he and he did not get the memo about how if you, if someone is doing work that is not top secret, mm-hmm. then you just tell people about it. Yeah, but when you say he wasn't doing work that was top secret, right after saying, "But I can't tell you," mm-hmm. um, it seems you know fairly obvious that you are lying. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but they didn't; they weren't suspicious of him at that point, were they? I think that's when they became. Oh, Jonathan suspicious was. Of him. Oh, he was. Yeah, okay. John. Jonathan's basically like, that's "I have right. an idea. Why didn't you stop harassing my wife?" P.S. You're full of shit. When he, yeah, when he changed the subject oh, by yeah. saying like, "Uh, you look so good in that gown." Yeah, mm-hmm. and she did. Ah! But don't say that. Yeah, that's creepy. There's, there's way better ways to say that. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, um, huh? Mm. Yeah. The main host of that party looked like the host of that Netflix show about if things are cake or not. <laughs> 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 What's that guy's name from yes. SNL? <laughs> what? The main, the the what? owner of Feral Chemicals or whatever, he looked like the guy <laughs> who hosts the show about if things are cake or not. I haven't watched. Is it? Cake He's or an or SNL guy. I don't know his name, but There's a, is that real? Yeah, yeah it's serious? real. It's a show. Everyone said who's watched it has said that it feels like a show you would see inside another show. It's like a. <laughs> it gives you an out of body experience that it just seems like we've stepped into a new realm of humanity where this is an actual show that's being made and dollars are being put into it so okay well i don't know if that's uh, good or bad you know this but in uh, since i'm on a tear with unpopular opinions um (laughs) i'll keep it rolling i don't like cake and i don't understand all the shows where they wrap all the cakes in so much pretty inedible shit i mean yes technically you can eat it but if you're putting four inches of fondant on something is it still a fucking cake i don't (laughs) mean like who's gonna eat that cake and it's like no shade to people that can sculpt something to look like something or beautifully decorate a cake Mm -hmm. i've decorated cakes it's not easy i also kind of didn't want to do it yeah because cake but (laughs) uh, like this whole thing where it's just like everyone's like airbrushing their cake like to me unless you're airbrushing your cake with your personal tag or you're writing wild style on it like <laughs> don't airbrush the cake like it's just too much for me to handle and i know that it's all rooted in how i just am i'm not indifferent to cake as clearly it's making me irate yeah you are reason. not indifferent but there's, to just cake. <laughs> a, there's a preponderance of cake in our world right now yeah there is it's like um, bacon in 2012 it's, it's you weird. are 100 correct <laughs> i mean how can that be a show? The show is if something is cake or not. So you mean like I give you a brick and yeah. then um, I give you a cake wrapped in 1500 inches of gross dried out marzipan, but I've airbrushed it to look like a 
brick and then I throw them at you? Uh, yeah, or they, yeah, well, they cut into it. I think. <laughs> no, I think. I think. I don't think oh. that they. <laughs> Based on what I've seen, the people, the contestants, guess is it cake or not? Use these items. And they say it's cake, and then they try to slice into it. And if it's cake, they win. And if it's not, then they lose. They <laughs> get electrocuted. This is my guess. Yeah, oh. they get shot. They get. They throw the knife that they use to cut it into their head. So. So hold up, hold up. Wait, I'm sorry. I know the podcast is not about how I hate cake or shows about cake, but sorry. The point of the show is that they're just like, look, it's a brick and another brick. Or is it? (laughs) And then that's the whole plot premise. That's the challenge of the show. This is what I've gathered. Regular people go on the show and they're like, I think I know what cake looks like. They're like, (laughs) we think you don't know what cake looks like. They're like, oh, but what if it's cake wrapped in 15... uh, cubic tons of fondant, <laughs> yeah, so-called fondant, and then it's airbrushed. Yeah, it's like, oh, that is a beach whale. Oh my god, that beach whale is cake. Yes, <laughs> like you that? got you got the idea. Yes, it is like that. It's on Netflix. I yeah. think so. This is what happens when this is <laughs> this is what people refer to as content. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you make memes into television oh, wow. shows. Guess what wow. the sh- guess what the show is called? <laughs> it's called Is It Cake? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess my Netflix is too busy trying to convince me to watch that show um from that shitty book where everybody's just a rapist. You? Is my Netflix different from yours? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that Gilmore Girls? Because if not, then no, Joe. I totally watch <laughs> you is Gilmore Girls for the psychotic. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh, what were we talking about? We were is trying it, to talk about is Memoria. it cake? dog who knew too much. <laughs> my favorite is, part about this whole cake? episode is that they try to frame the train museum in Griffith Park as if it's an abandoned <laughs> train. Uh, what do you call the like a train hub? Do not yeah. insult the train museum train right now. No, I they're insulting it because I'm going to walk out. I'm going to walk out. They're acting like this is a back alley train freighter train <laughs> like it's a, interchange. Like, like it's uh, like in in um in Georgetown. Yeah. Like that train yes. yard in Georgetown. Um, <laughs> like or my house. Yes. Yeah, it's they're yes. acting like it's your house when it's the most yeah. charming Steam trains, very well maintained old trains yeah. from wide the 20s. variety of trains. It's so funny. Again, All the foamers are so like stoked. little kids would be running around in that. More more Disneyification of this episode. Yeah, like it's, it's a that, train museum. Like they couldn't even. They tried to make it creepy by yeah. having by having the man of Hinch uh-huh. stand perfectly still, a la John Carpenter, in the middle of the train mm-hmm. yard. And they just yes. like shoot him from very far away. And I'm like, that would be creepy in any other instance. Yeah. Or even if you <laughs> if you had done this at night. Yeah, yeah, what exactly. If he was, are you sure it was that man or was it cake? <laughs> it might have been cake. <laughs> they didn't. They Did they cut him? She tried to cut him. That's why she was trying to cut everything. That's she was like, is this pillow is cake? cake? Is, that, is this jacket cake? Is it cake? <laughs> 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 and nothing ever was. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> this episode is is it cake? Oh my god! Do you think Rob did Robin that Jonathan's creepy friend was cake? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the <laughs> the creepiest thing in the whole episode is the playground that the dogs keep going to, which is yeah. just a playground made out of like low slung stylized adobe dwellings yeah and drain pipes drain pipes which repurpose drain pipes which to me it is not that's the that's like seems like a playground thing that they would have made illegal sometime in the 90s yeah totally there's that scene so freeway and watson have run away i think after the villains come for their first fight at the hearts residence the dogs run away and then there's a whole <laughs> sequence of them frolicking these people yes. in these very colorful sweatsuits frolicking around <laughs> and they're not children no, they are children they, they are, are adults children. they're adults they are, grown no. ass, they are teenagers they are grown-ass women there's like it's like an upper oh, i disagree i feel oh like my they're God. 20s they are, they are cake they're cake <laughs> But like, <laughs> I I genuinely believe that they are the show's dog handlers. But they get yeah probably. But they give oh. a, they give a vibe as if it's like they're about to break into a song in Fantasia. It's like that's they look like dancing flower people. There's some skipping at the yeah. End yes. They're like frolicking around, and then yeah. but what happens is they come to a sewer pipe and they try to get Freeway to run into this sewer pipe and. Right, I, and I was, they kind of push one of the dogs. Yeah, the sewer I was yeah. like so shocked. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> who are Inappropriate. These, who are these horrifying sweatpants people? <laughs> sewer pipes are for criminal evidence to get washed into, and it's where you put um, your classmate that you just randomly killed on your way home from school that one time. You can't even explain to anyone <laughs> oh why. God. Yeah. <laughs> But like these primary color sweatpants people are, were so freaky to me for the first. But then they were You're just talking like, about like they're like moment shots or the cast of Zoom. Yeah. I, think that, I mean, they're kind of they're wearing normal park clothes. You guys, they're I don't not. No, I don't know. They're, um, no, they're not because they are adult yes, women. They're are. adult women who in They're sweats. trying to dress like children, which is disturbing. <laughs> it's weird. It's It was so weird. <laughs> And the way that these, the way these women moved, yeah. like the way they, they like ran, dancers. I was like, what are you doing? What is the sequence? Which, all of this made me believe. Why are like, you ripping these, on their niche? They're cake. Are the, they were cake. Hobby. They were cake. Yeah. <laughs> they were either cake or they were the show's dog handlers. Yes. Like, because that just makes sense is to me. Is it a sewer pipe or is it, is it a dangerous playground sewer pipe or is it cake? It's a cake. <laughs> And, or is it one of those, is it a pirouette? And they also, sometimes, <laughs> I feel like an episode of TV sometimes doesn't want to pay people, so they won't give them any lines. So none of these people had any lines. So they were silently frolicking with the dogs. They're just having fun with oh, Freeway and the like temporarily it. named dog, Watson. There was something off about that scene. The But the scene that is really, really cool to me is when Mary, Mary W., and the man of Henge <laughs> are creeping around with their gigantic guns in the weird low slung uh, oh, stuff looking yeah. thing. That is a great scene. And yeah, it made me it. think, why aren't people filming more like creepy chase scenes inside of buildings sized for children? Yeah, <laughs> because that was cool. That was great. And that is the coolest playground equipment ever that would be so amazing to play around in that as a child uh see i just pictured that i was i had a moment where as they're in there i could already picture what that specific piece of playground equipment 
looked like about two years later, mm-hmm. which is completely defaced and um, like junky hidey hole. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, definitely. Sorry, I'm real, I'm real dark, but there that, would all be... that TikTok was so off. <laughs> if that structure existed in LA, there would be so much human shit inside of it. So you would never, <laughs> no one would ever go inside of it. I love at the end of that scene, though, I think somebody has has Watson's leash and somebody just says, give me it <laughs> in this really funny way, like they're children on a playground. Jennifer flies into attack mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, knocks, yes. knocks down Mary. Yeah. Mary, Solid who's, fighting. Whose character's name is Clavel. Clavel. Which is right. maybe like my James favorite Clavel. thing ever. And her 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 sidekick is Grayson. Mm, yeah, who, Grayson on, by the his, way, oh, on his on his hot motorcycle dirt bike. with his bright yellow <laughs> helmet. Freeway on his dirt bike. Oh my that, god. Okay, so one Amazing. Mary's got a fucking Trans Am or some shit, <laughs> yeah. which blew my mind uh-huh. and then he yeah. rides up on a dirt bike with that yellow helmet it's like that's a, what i mean they're so cool yeah. they're amazing it's so <laughs> he's so out of place on that thing though it's wild but that's again like this is straight out of disney yeah like these are disney villains yeah that's such a weird thing for him to do that just doesn't seem like he would do that that character <laughs> but then he zooms in and grabs freeway instead of watson i know oh my god and when he took freeway <laughs> off the <laughs> table because everybody's just standing on the table eating that's a warning uh to someone i know's dog eating cake (laughs) don't do it don't do it Uh, Mm. also did any was anyone else like i was i was just bothered i'm looking at joe's like flipping through his photos of the episode my notes (laughs) yeah i know i don't have any notes uh so so (laughs) peter strick's hotel when peter strick drives to his hotel he drives in he drives in the exit and just parks wherever the fuck he wants, like like lines be damned. Mm. And then the hearts drive in in Mr. H. Mr. H. What was that car? Yeah, the Mr. H. The Mr. H. We've seen Mr. H before. We've Have seen we? Mr. H once before. Which what okay. episode? And it was this season, I want to say. The Scottish Yeah, the Highland, the, the Highland, Highland episode. Fling. The Highland Fling episode. But uh, hmm. they they also just pull in through the exit and park wherever the fuck they <laughs> yeah. want. And I I swear to God, <laughs> I just that rubbed me the wrong way for some reason. I was like, "What are you doing? There yeah. are rules to society." <laughs> yeah, that's just so annoying in general. I mean, they were just following suit and parking like he parked. I guess. So I guess he's more to blame. But and he was also just shot at, but before he got there, right? Or no? No, he had a couple days. No, that was a couple days later. So. I feel like Peter Jackson watched this episode because the scene where the two hench. That, what an interesting feeling. I know it was weird. I had this, I had this thought completely separately from a separate thought, which I'll share afterwards. The two men of hench, <laughs> the people of hench go to yes. this shifty Watson owners hotel and they try to get the information she threatens him with a knife the guys grayson's got his hands behind his back and clovel's got a knife and she's gonna cut his (laughs) stomach open and he starts having a heart attack and then he falls to the floor and he's saying things like heart heart medication she's like in doctor and she's saying you'll get your doctor when you tell us where the dog is or where the documents are Mm -hmm. or whatever she wants at that point and he this scene it's so 
similar. I don't know if we have any Lord of the Rings heads people in our on our fan base when Gollum is telling these ring wraiths about where the ring is. It's like the same tone of voice and just like he's like hearts uh, like he just is dying and like it's so similar to that scene. Yeah, back end. Yeah. Hobbits back end. Um, And I feel like it's so similar to that scene. It's really funny. And then completely separately from that thought, I thought all of the men like the side parts that men play in this episode, they all look like hobbits. They're they have such little like hobbit looking men throughout the episode there's like three or four of them the main guy who owns watson the and then this guy who comes in i don't remember even what he did he oh he's uh yeah um hold on he's one of my notes baldwin 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 who we know as uh harold ashby from hunted hearts oh really oh harold that ashby. dude's awesome yep kenneth yeah tiger or tigar uh, who I know and love from just one of the guys. <laughs> yep. He's the journalism Sorry. professor. Kaiser. <laughs> but there were like, yeah, two or three very hobbity looking men on top of this ring wraith scene. I just, I was, uh, I guess no one gave Peter Strick the uh, instructions that if you are having a heart attack, you don't yell heart, you yell arm. Oh, arm! Is that what he did? That's true. Arm is is the sign that you're having. Like you're attack. having a heart attack in the heart to heart arm. in the heart to heart verse. Arm. arm. Um, I thought that scene was brilliant because not only does it establish that Mary W, one of our persons of hench, does just kind of just doesn't give a shit if that guy lives or dies. No, I mean she's yeah. she's good at kind of some parts of her job, but. It feels like sometimes her eyes just not on the prize in a practical way. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, I loved the the play on the situation and him saying heart, heart. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like, I mean, I thought that was that was great. I wish that it would have gone a little further, that. and I get they didn't have enough time for him to just say heart and then die. Yeah, and then them not know what the fuck he was talking Hearts. about. I thought it was weird that they did that. That they included him saying heart like my heart but then also the hearts i was like whoa it seemed like they were going for like a trick like or like he's that was his last word but then it wasn't that he just told them that's yeah it was like i wanted i was like what (laughs) then why (laughs) i wanted that i wanted him to just say heart and die yeah they they have to figure that out yeah i have to talk about jennifer's mystery garment that what? she wears for a significant amount of time in the this episode. The pajama shirt? That shirt where it's that like, I want. Is, it a, is it a giant pajama shirt? Holy is shit. it a confused taffeta-looking blazer? Is it something that once came with cigarette pants as like a weird hostess outfit? What is it? So when, when, she, when she first shows up in it, I thought she was wearing one of Jonathan's shirts. And I was like, mm. that is so right. fucking mm. cute right now. But then Except- when they see when I saw the <laughs> when I saw the collar, I was like, oh, that's a pajama shirt. I, mm, I don't except know. Except that then it's like an oversized ice cream parlor blazer. Yeah. <laughs> and and it has like tuxedo lapel. But then doesn't it kind of give you like it kind of harkens back to um 
not this particular face for Doris Day, but it kind of gave me like the that sort of house Cody, like mm-hmm. hostess or hostess outfit yeah. vibe it, of like the early 60s, maybe late 50s, early 60s. But it's not that either. So it's not I fitted. feel like maybe it's probably cake. <laughs> <laughs> it was loungewear. It's... To me, that's loungewear. That's She's wearing like. Colored. She's, she's wearing pink pants, pants with her. Pink pants with yeah. pink shoes. Pink pants and pink shoes, which I have to say, I don't know that Jennifer can pull off pink that way. What? Are you kidding me? I, maybe That's it, crazy. Maybe it, oh, maybe it was Lord. just the shirt because oh, I didn't dig the ensemble. What? This is my favorite outfit she's ever worn. Wow. Okay, I, well, no, that I buy that. I, that makes sense to me. And I outfit. and I'm going to seed any sort of like taste judgment on you because that is your style. Yeah. It's just like, I want this outfit and I do appreciate that. And I think that that probably works for a lot of people for me and for, for my perception of Jennifer Hart Mm -hmm. that that works at home. It doesn't work out of home. And when she wore it, for the the majority of the episode, yeah. right? I was like, "What right. is going then I, on?" Then, like, I don't care if she's wearing it in their house. That's great. <laughs> but outside of the house, I was like, "Oh, I I had a boat where I was like, oh no, it's clothing.' Yeah, <laughs> it's clothes. It's That's not I, pajamas. If she, yeah. if oh, she no, was wearing fuzzy clothing. slippers with that, I would have been like, "Yes, of course." Yeah, no pants. Right, because underwear. it's like it's like it's like Doris Day on the princess phone. Yeah. fuzzy slippers like get open at the front door and getting them the milk bottle out mm. of the thing out of the box or whatever what saves it for me is the tuxedo lapel that's popped around the back of her neck and it just like dresses it up a little bit and the three-quarter length sleeves i just for me for me they've done similar outfits with a similar vibe and direction mm-hmm. but for me the proportions were just off mm. for me if you have stephanie powers mm-hmm. think of of her um, pearl encrusted ballroom halter <laughs> next ball, backless ballroom gown from mm. last week mm-hmm. and yeah. then think about putting her in a circus tent I love that about it I, I love that circus tent but nonetheless but it's like no I, I imagined I imagined that scene was happening in the morning like coffee was being served and she right. it's a house coat she, well, I thought it was one of Jonathan's shirts. Like, I still love that idea that she just picks up one of Jonathan's Jonathan shirts off the floor from the night before mm-hmm. and puts it on. And and she rolls up the sleeves because they're too long. Mm-hmm. And that shirt that, that she is wearing is too big. Like, the the, yeah. the yoke goes down mid, uh, mid upper arm. Mm-hmm. So it is like, a, it's not, it's not cut for her. It's not cut for right. that body. But Seeing it, point view, <laughs> seeing it from Joe's point of view, seeing it from Joe's point Joe's point of view, it you know I am getting the isimiyaki, the kind of, <laughs> like I get the Vivian Westwoodness of it. I love it, yeah. But I, I don't. It's so cool. I don't know. It, it's either it's either too advanced for 1983, or it is uh, an oversized Doris Day. Like it, it was weird. It it struck me as odd. And I didn't like the pink. I didn't like that particular pink on her. Oh my God, I love it. For me, it's just not flattering for her. And that's that's the bottom line. It's not flattering for her. I feel like I don't usually go go in on like hashed and on um, Jennifer's outfits, whether I am into them or not. Mm -hmm. But this one, I was just, I found it 
startling. <laughs> That's funny. It's pajamas. That's so funny. I thought it's just, I was like, just like, oh so... my god, why is she wearing? It? Is like when I take my garbage out and lock my keys inside. <laughs> it's also that she like like it's not just that she's wearing pajamas. It's that she's wearing pajamas and she put on pearl earrings and did her hair uh-huh. like in a in mm-hmm. a really evening manner. That's so like funny. if she was painting in like a little studio yes. in the back of the house. Yes, then but, she's all like you know Barbara Balgetis and but Virgo that's what I think it is shit, right. And that's, that would be really great. That's but, exactly how I see this outfit is inspired by like a painter schmock. Like yeah, that is like this in, mm-hmm. intellectual like thing that's inspired by that look of just workwear sort of. That's what I like about it is this like this casual workwear sort of thing. And I, I love that she's vibe. She's putting some shit together for yeah, Joe's art mark. Yeah. yeah. She's, yes. like, she's like dressed as Mr. Sketch or whatever. But uh, she's rolling up her sleeves. That's not the storyline. So it's weird. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just lo- I like I like it so when sh- both we have two female characters wearing um shawl collar sweaters oh, with God, a red yes. a red and cream color story. I yes. like that. Mm-hmm. But so like the color palette's a little va- it's pretty valentiny. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this episode. The okay. first uh, if, if you told me that this episode that the producers were like we need one episode that has zero sexuality and that it's that is geared towards children. Yeah, and the the wardrobe has to reflect that. I would absolutely say this is that mm-hmm. because even that the the first thing she's wearing at the at the Bel Air dog. This is contest, these are my photos. I, yeah. for my notes. Yes, but I did also watch the show <laughs> at, the, at the sleep at the sleeping bag coat festival. Yes, mm-hmm. but she's wearing yeah. what. Like what is what this the is fuck? her like this is her riding Kate, boots and- Kate bushiest outfit that she's ever been in. <laughs> it's like English collar white shirt with primary red long jumper and then ankle length red primary dress and riding boots underneath. It's very I really like it. I don't you know it's not my favorite, but I love it. Yeah, I don't know. I just I I guess I just like people in sexier shit. I, I like. I like. Oh, Jonathan also wears a red sweater this episode. Yeah, the same time she's wearing her smock outfit, he's got mm-hmm. a Mr. Rogers the super yeah. red sweater. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I don't like that. Huh. It's tight, kind of tight cardigan-y sweater over the top of a dress shirt, where you can see the details of the dress shirt poking through. That's I just remember that his that. pants were not fitting well that episode. Like he, yeah. he his butt was hungry. The most ill-fitting pants. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Oh his my god! Butt. I always notice the butt. Mm. Speaking yeah. of, oh, it's time. Oh, for pick, pick your poke. poke. I was hoping we'd forget it this week. I know this one. I didn't really have one, but then I remembered Baldwin, and it's Baldwin. Who's Baldwin? Hmm. Baldwin is their their guy that comes in, and he's one of your Hobbit, Hobbit. your Hobbit men. Oh, huh. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like it's it's not a it's it's not a strong one. It's just it's the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, mine's Jennifer's smock shirt. <laughs> Ooh, object of yeah. comes in on Joe. <laughs> yeah, her whole outfit. There's not. I can't. Yeah, there isn't a real one for this episode, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. the smock and porch. And porch. It's uh, Clavel, of course. Clavel. Mary Warren off. 
Quavel. Mm-hmm. Love you, Mary. Please, mm-hmm. uh, please get in contact because I know you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's waiting for her episode. She's been she's been listening. Oh my you god. You have listened to a hundred episodes <laughs> yeah. of this podcast That's just waiting. What will they say? I can't remember when it was on. What yeah. will they say about me? Mm-hmm. Uh, dying to know. Speaking of signature fashions, though, what was up with Max's blank-ass aprons the whole episode? He had two separate aprons with nothing on them. Again, I feel like the producers are like, Max, your aprons are too body. The sayings are either too adult or whatever. And we need this to be for children, for like little, little, little kids. I don't know. Like, did they air this episode at like, 8 a.m. on a Saturday. Gourmetic is for kids. For kids, <laughs> it's allowed. Heart to heart is not for children. <laughs> no, and it shouldn't except, be. Except me and Eric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It shouldn't be. No, but that's like if, if it was for children, me and you wouldn't give a fuck about this show. Like we would right. not care. Like the, this, it should right. not be for kids. It should be adult at all times. Mm-hmm. And this episode betrays that. Uh, I'm not showing my hand on this, but it, this episode betrays that a bit. Like it is very Disneyfied. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, except okay, there is a quote from Max that's pretty body from when he's wearing his plain gray apron. Oh, where he's talking about uh, freeway meeting Watson at the park, and he says, "You know these pickups in the park? Oh, the pickups at the yeah, park. Yeah, they're all they're all for." Right for fun and games, but then they try to move in, and it's like the gayest thing Max has ever said. Yeah, yeah, Max, you've been cruising. <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, no, straight up. That was, like I remember him saying that, and I was like, "Hmm, yeah, that's not." Hmm, no. What are you doing, Max? That's, <laughs> What's uh, going on? It's pretty. Uh, Tell us. We want to know <laughs> nature. And then there was a very Disney Channel original movie quote from this was a weird moment. I don't know what they were doing, but the shifty man leaves who owns Watson after he's like, they're like, what's the dog's name? And he's like, no, Watson will do. It's like, that's obviously not what you say in that situation. But then he leaves and (laughs) Jennifer says, I don't trust that guy. And Jonathan says, if his story was any taller, it'd be in the NBA. And she looks at him blankly and he says, National Basketball Association. And then she looks at him blankly again and he says, it's full of tall people. Yeah. And that, I was like, that what? all happens so quickly too. Yeah. And it, it again, just reeks of this needs to be for children yeah. who don't understand <laughs> what the NBA is. <laughs> anything. Wait. Like it was a pandering. It's a, it has a pandering tone to it the entire episode. The only thing oh, that I lifts f- it is Mary Warrenoff. <laughs> <laughs> Stabbing pillows. Is having an avant-garde film star, mm-hmm. Mary Warrenoff. Mm-hmm. I just didn't get the NBA thing. She knew what the NBA was, right? She knows Jennifer knows what the goddamn NBA is. Well, why was oh, that I just too? thought she I felt like she was looking at him because she's felt like he was making a stupid joke was how I perceived that scene. If she would have, if they would have given her a line that alluded to that, I would like, if she had a quip to come back from that. Yeah, but it didn't would have been fantastic. Like I thought it was just funnier that she's 
just silently looking at him and just lets him like break down, like talk himself out of his own dumb joke. Wow, even if yeah. she, even if she had like a a patented Jennifer Hart, like, mm-hmm, or like, <laughs> are <something>. you done? <laughs> like mm-hmm. an eye roll or something. It would have been so fucking mm-hmm. fantastic. But otherwise, it was, I don't know. It was... I I feel like it's a pretty. There's a pretty patented Jennifer Hart sort of this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just like like I'm gonna that. let you finish. Yeah, and then we'll get back to actually talking about. <laughs> she's maybe maybe she doesn't have a sense of humor because dogs' lives are at risk, and she's this like, true. "Well, we're not this fucking joking yeah, around." Like it's like, please stop telling dad jokes while um, that man clearly stole that dog or something. Yeah. Like that effect. Yeah. Why is there always some bullshit happening right outside the heart's gate? Constantly, there's bullshit going on out there, and they are just always the target of it. <laughs> just it's all there's always some ruse happening right outside the gate, and they always walk into it half just not understanding. Well, Mary Warnoff, like she seduced Max with her booty. If I was the hearts and I saw anyone stop near my gate, I'd shoot them in the face immediately. I wouldn't even <laughs> stop. Feel like you're you're a villain. Clearly, just run them over as you go through the gate. <laughs> Cool. Uh, I can't wait for our heart to heart reboot to to come out. Yeah, it's gonna be so fucking brutal. Real short episodes. (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. (laughs) It'll be super funny and really, really dark. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think we'll be able to resist the orphans. (laughs) I insist that we never film on location. (laughs) (laughs) Only a little location in LA. <laughs> little location. That's little location. We we Britain only. We almost moved to little location. They'll go to Bacopa every other week when we start writing. <laughs> Pina koalas. <laughs> when the fight breaks out at the train yard, <laughs> the train museum yes. in Griffith Park. It's so funny because Jonathan and Jennifer have the upper hand, but what Jonathan does after he just rushes up punches the villain in the across the face he sprawls out against the hood and then jonathan runs away so he just like <laughs> a little goblin just runs up to him punches him and then runs away it is so good because it's which i'm for because it's like ooh, another fight yeah yeah save it for later lots of fights yeah <laughs> this is the octagon of episodes mm. <laughs> <laughs> so- is the octagon with the, the, the children's playground they were in? That, that playground is the octagon. The octagon. The octagon playground of Sars Hollow. Kids die right, every day. The Two kids enter, one kid pizza leaves. Pizza oven yeah. playground. Oh my god, it's so funny. All right, what else you got? That's it. All right, ratings. Oh. Wait. <laughs> Joe always has one more. I know. Just like, (laughs) what the fuck was the plan when? So they just bring Watson back to when they're in Mister H, the car. They drive to his hotel. He clearly is up to something. Oh yeah. What What was their plan? They were just walking into that situation, just like, well, we'll just give him his dog back, I guess. Or were they gonna like bash him over the head with (laughs) the dog with a slice of cake? What were they gonna do? There was no plan, and then he's dead. So the the episode moves on. But it was like, why are you just bringing the dog back to him? Because they're like, oh, the dog's at the vet. We'll bring the dog to you later. And it's like, okay, obviously you're not gonna bring the dog back. And the next scene, they're bringing the dog back, and it's like, what? What are you doing? Just to figure out 
that was another a moment where the writer just was like, "Well, we, he just has to be dead. He's just dead, so like we just have to figure that out. So let's like move on." They just wanted maybe more they dog. just wanted to go to the Charter Motel with its cool orange and turquoise doors. Mm-hmm. Mm, that was the coolest motel. And then my last note is: Do you think they put peanut butter on that little child's lips so that the dog would lick him <laughs> at the end? <laughs> I'm not allowed to have that thought. That's I not actually, a comfortable thought for my, me. My thought, my genuine thought was that that was the dog's Actual kid. little kid? I don't know. Because that, that kid has so little to do with the episode and so little time, yeah. so little screen time that thank I thought, God. like, oh, maybe. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Correct. Uh, like I, Jennifer just, like, like, empties a bowl of cookies onto the porch and they shut the door. <laughs> go. Get out. <laughs> I like it when the dog is uh, greeting the kid and then the dog puts its paw on the kid's neck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to. It was a, that it child. was it was a really cute moment. Dog dog wise. <laughs> Clearly the real yes, owners. It's though. the kind of scene that's been explained to me as um, heartwarming. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had you a heart, you would, you would, it would have been warmed. (laughs) Yeah. It would have turned to an ashy gray. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly the actual owners of Watson were those frolicking sweatpants wearing adults though. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, So I have, do you have a couple more notes? I love the, (laughs) the like fancy dog music that was playing at the beginning of oh, where they gotcha. were showing. Why didn't you give your notes while I was getting this face? Here? I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I did give a couple notes. <laughs> uh, it was like Aaron Copeland. Is that the composer does the steak music <laughs> from the steak commercial? <laughs> the American rodeo style classical music. Yeah, yeah. Are you what? No, that's from a ballet. It's not Aaron Copeland. I, I don't know. No, no, no. Well, you're the musician. No, <laughs> that, that does not mean that I'm a, a musicologist. Who's Aaron Copeland? <laughs> what? Who does that? Who does that? No, state I, know, commercial? I know the the, the beef. It's, it's a, what's for dinner. Yeah, beef. It's, it's what's for dinner. Isn't it from? It's the Martha Graham Noguchi thing, right? Isn't that the music that it's from? No, wait. I don't it's know. the, it's like the cowboy. Yeah. Oh God. It's like very. Is it Balanchine? Um. Like there's. Sorry, like, now it's bothering me that I can't remember what. Aaron ballet. Copeland, the Rodeo yeah. Suite. Yes, but it's a famous ballet. It was like that. Well, modern the, dance. The note is like the style of music at the beginning of this episode really reminded me of that, which I love because mm. I love thinking about steak. <laughs> As most vegans did you, do. Did you love the bizarre playground theme? I didn't. I would didn't love it. Uh, I don't remember it. I have zero memory of any music yeah. from this episode. Well, uh, believe me when I tell you that it does nothing to uh, debunk your theory about this being a children's episode. <laughs> yeah. There was also, so when the guy is like, can you watch my dog for a sec? And then runs away and they start, the people run out and start shooting at him. They cut to a shot very quickly of this woman in a scarf who just was completely unfazed by the gunfire. It was pretty amazing. She just was standing there looking really upset, like just angry that there was. In her giant triangular quilted coat. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. She just was like, what the fuck's going on? Like. <laughs> 
Why is this happening? It was pretty. And funny. then there is the weird old guy that hates mutts. Yeah, he hates miscellaneous breed. And then he pops up again. Yeah, at the park. I want to say yeah. he pops up two more times. Like I thought it was just they one. should fight him. Yeah, they that should. Been a good Jonathan fight. should run up and punch him across. Mary the Warrenoff should have thrown him. Run away. Yeah, a million percent that. Yeah. Okay. I don't Rated. feel like we talked about Pennywise the Baker enough, but <laughs> really, you you said it all right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, rating well, zero to five note. hard. Oh, you have one more notes. I thought I did, but I can't find it. Oh my! Wow. <laughs> 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 oh, I love that the dog nappers let Freeway talk on the phone. <laughs> When he's kidnapped and they're talking and they're talking about doing the trade, they let Freeway talk and he parks and Max says, that's Freeway. That was so cute. Okay. And the last, the last, last note is somebody says Max walks in after they do the bullshit outside the gate. And they get him to let him into the Hart's house. And then Max says, this is Clovel. What's her name? Clavel. 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 And then Jonathan says, the one who believes in divorce, machine gun style. Because <laughs> um, somebody, he told the, he told the parts yeah, that that Peter, was his ex-wife. Peter said that, that she was his ex-wife. <laughs> and and he, that she was very jealous. His ex-wife, Cynthia. He tried to downplay that situation so hard. Like, mm, it's fine. She's just my ex-wife. And we had a misunderstanding. So she shot at me. <laughs> and that's my last <laughs> note. <laughs> are we sure uh do we yeah. i don't believe you are we sure <laughs> all right i'm going to start the rating oh, wait uh. <laughs> um i'm giving this a 3.5 what <gasps> oh i enjoyed this episode it was stupid <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> <laughs> it was stupid. It was st- <laughs> it was stupid and, and enjoyable. Like I, there, there's it, it. Like it did nothing right and it did nothing wrong. Um, but I enjoyed more it more about an episode called <laughs> "The Dog Who Knew Too Much." No, that's like it. Really, just it. It was so. It it made me. I guess it is just that like nostalgia of those Disney live action TV mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. That was kind of pleasant, but I d- which I d- I just do not believe that Heart to Heart should ever be that. Um, but mm. I'm not mad at it. It's the fifth season, like whatever. Maybe they were grasping at viewership. I don't know. Mm. Like this is the last season. Uh, but yeah, three point five. It was. I I enjoyed it. Wow, mm. interesting. <laughs> I give the dog who knew too much a five. <laughs> You're trying so hard no. to seem like you like heart to heart the yeah, best. I, yeah, I know. I think Joe is like he's just like I'm gonna beat them this uh, yeah. season. <laughs> I know. We've I mean, I think everyone listening understands that that's what's happening. I so. loved this episode, and it, the pacing I thought was really great, and the ins and outs of things happening, and it was super funny and very enjoyable, and so silly. <laughs> And it's a freeway themed episode. Yeah. Is Ellen going to agree <laughs> Ellen's with Eric? like zero hearts. <laughs> yeah, zero. Just to bring it down. Um, I give it a three. Wow. 
I wonder if coming straight off watching Memoria into <laughs> watching this episode has changed my rating of it at all. <laughs> I don't think it's tampering your goal to uh, seem like you love the show more than you <laughs> authentically do. No, I really did like this episode. I no, did. I can see that. I just mean, you know. Overall. For me, this is not, this is just not my episode. It's like just bubbling under with the Waka Waka. Mm. And uh, I feel like Mary Warnos didn't get, she didn't get to be evil, as evil as I would hope. I really liked the people of Hench, but I'm just going to give it a three because I don't think I would watch it over and over again. Yeah. I just, I, I feel like, if Mary Warrenoff wasn't in this episode, mm. I would have given it a two. Ooh. <laughs> like, but the, mm. but that's maybe not because I do. I I am a fan of looking at dogs. So mm-hmm. and dogs are cute. Mm. And there were all those just random shots of freeway walking down the street, which I found adorable. Yeah, because he's just got this little like he's just loping around. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, to see Pennywise the baker. Yeah. Ugh. I also love that, that he has this, we got a little insight into Freeway's daily routine where he's like, no, uh, Max <laughs> yeah. takes him to Stars Hollow and he gets yeah. a bunch of treats. Yeah. Which is <laughs> the basically literally Boba's life in Silver Lake. Like yeah. she, <laughs> we take Boba out and then all of the people that love her are just like, hey, you have a carrot. Mm. I love that. Yeah, I don't like, I don't hate it or anything, but for no. me, it's just like, okay. The dog tattoo. This is also, it's just so crazy and weird. <laughs> okay. The dog who knew too much gets 11.5 hearts. Mm-hmm. We are in heart attack territory. Arm. Arm. <laughs> Arm. Oh. Heart. <laughs> Hearts. Ellen, what are we doing next? Uh... I'm so glad you asked. Dog by Dog West. (laughs) 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 Verdago. The freeway vanishes. Rear Doggo. (laughs) Trouble with freeway. Originally airing on January 31st, 1984. Next week, we are going to be talking about Silent Dance. A dystopian science fiction episode (laughs) of no, um, Silent Dance. A young figure skater's dreams of Olympic gold will be shattered unless Heart Industries can mix modern technology with the astounding talent of skater Ty Babylonia. Okay, is is Ty Babylonia a real skater's name? Yes, Ty Babylonia was a super famous, very uh, successful. Skater with her partner Randy Gardner. I think that's the same Randy Gardner and Ty Babylonia. They have completely given up on putting heart in the name of these episodes. <laughs> Why? Just more work, more work for you. You've got your work cut out for you, Joe. I know. What happened to that? You're going to have to insert hearts into every single one of these names mm-hmm. at the end of the season. <laughs> they were like, we're done. We're not doing that anymore. Heart! Which episode would be called Heart? Heart. heart. <laughs> 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 Probably the one with the explosion juice. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I need to compose myself so that I can so that I can say thank you 
to the listeners for sticking with us <laughs> and uh, for hanging with us. We've done a lot of talk about what we're going to do after this because we are coming to an end. Like this is no. this is coming to an end, and we still don't know what we're going to do as a podcast. But we did <laughs> we did get an idea of what we should do for our criminal enterprise from the Sisler family playhouse. What? What? Oh, our three-person criminal enterprise. Terrific. From the last episode. The Sisler family playhouse probably presents Nefertiri's Curse. Jennifer works as a volunteer docent at the LA County Museum of Art. Her supervisor is Ellen, the beautiful and plucky head of the special collections department. Ellen is especially proud of their newest addition, the Scepter of Nefertiri. As it turns out, the Scepter is total bullshit, created by Ellen's men of Hinch, Eric and Joe, out of PVC pipe and old dog food cans. <laughs> Everyone meet Barney, a kindly security guard who has known the hearts for weeks. While making his rounds, Barney overhears Ellen, Eric, and Joe's nefarious plans. Bam, Ellen double taps Barney with the bravado silencer combo. Mayhem ensues. <laughs> While having breakfast, Jonathan and Jennifer hear a broadcast telling them Barney was found dead in the LA River. His car was littered with empty tequila bottles. But the hard safe falling for that, bitch. Max goes undercover <laughs> as the Nat Geo writer to get some dirt on our villains. Sadly, he's discovered, and Joe and Eric drag him to an office and tie him up. Jonathan Ooh. and Jennifer wear amazing outfits and attend the black tie opening. They sneak away from the party to discover Max and rescue him. Bad guy confrontation time as Jonathan punches Eric in the face, nails Joe with an office chair, and Jennifer hits Ellen with a spin kick. The episode yeah. ends with Jonathan hugging Jennifer and saying, It's a shame. Their mummies will be so disappointed. The, the end. end. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Wow. Oh. I amazing. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to listen to that again. That's so good. I feel like we have a more successful criminal venture in us. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I you know, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But and they- Ellen was the villain. <laughs> We're the men of hench. <laughs> Thank you, sisters, for that. That was that's amazing. Thank you. That's, that's wild. I am. I'm just speech. I'm speechless. That, that's amazing. Yeah. Truly, truly amazing. Yeah. I, I, Incredible. I, I feel. Uh, I feel seen. Yeah. Oh my God. Um. Hmm. To everyone, including the Sisslers and those who didn't send us a personalized Minute Max yeah, for our, our future lives. <laughs> so everyone uh, else. Yeah, everyone yeah. else. Like literally everyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, please stay in touch. You can follow us on Instagram at It Was Murder Pod, and you can email us at It Was Murder Pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the London office. Shout mm-hmm. out, London office. Danny. Uh, Hi, Danny. Hey, Danny. Um, we're coming for you. We're, we're, <laughs> we're villains now. We're going to get you. We're going to get you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you are, if you're actually listening to this while it's airing, I assume that you've already watched the show. But if you are one of those weirdos, like I kind of am, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts about things that I've never seen. And because uh, <laughs> I just need friends. Weird. Uh, you can rent these episodes. You can rent these DVDs of Heart to Heart from Scarecrow Video. Go to scarecrow.com, rent these episodes, watch them with us. Or you can just Google the episode title and Heart to Heart, and it'll come up, I promise. Mm-hmm. And you can watch along with us and get into the conversation. Uh, if you're listening to us and you like this, and if you don't like this, fuck you. Uh, but if you do like it, please rate and review us. Give us five stars. Write a little nice review. You could just write, yay, Ellen, and everything will be great. Um, said no one ever. Yeah. Said cool. me. <laughs> what else? Ask uh, us if it's cake or not. 
tell you you tell us if it's cake or not. <laughs> I is it cake? The sister family is the sister family playhouse cake. <laughs> is it? Oh I mean, God. they're so sweet. They're very sweet. They must be. Mm-hmm. I'm giving them five stars this week. That was so <laughs> delightful. Yes, thank you, Sislers. They have a continuous five stars for me. Um, is there any True. other? Mine's conditional. I need to do this week. It's five, but maybe not next week. How many uh, more episodes do we have? Do we know four? No, no, no. We have a... we have seven episodes. Left. Oh, okay, seven great. more. In, in, fuck. Seven left. How yeah. many more five star ratings it, can I give it's to, all over. to pull yeah, ahead? <laughs> now I have to write the next one one so that you don't think I'm doing that, and then fives from then on out. <laughs> yes, that's so lifelike of you. <laughs> but then, what if Charlotte Rampling is in the next episode? Oh, fuck. <laughs> what if we've just been li- like gearing up for Charlotte Rampling's episode? That'd be amazing. <laughs> what if? What or if? Isabelle Bear, and or both, or oh. both. Damn! Wow, that'd be Not crazy. See that coming? Yeah, that'd be, I think more people would know about Heart to Heart. I think it would at least be streaming in the U.S. Um, and Tilda Swinton, <laughs> baby Tilda Swinton, <laughs> With the weird Scottish accent. Why think, is it not streaming in the U.S. right now? I don't know, and it hasn't been for quite a while. I mean, it's on Ovation still, right? Yeah. We still have ovation. Champagne and shoulder pads. Yes. That's in the UK. Mm-hmm. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and there's the Feta and Uzo channel in Greece. That... <laughs> <laughs> so they Time call to go. it. Good night, freeway. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, freeway. Good night, freeway. <laughs> wanna wait, I'm going to play us out. Steak.